0: Blog Talk Radio Live from Chicago and Las Vegas. You're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's Page 1 with Lavar and Mary on Blog Talk Radio. Talk, talk Radio Nation. It is Friday night. It is, what is this? Is it October 16th? Oh, I'm so off on my days. It's page one. I am LeVar here in cold Chicago. Uh, actually, I think it's going down to 39 degrees tonight. It's been rainy here. Uh, but of course, out in the wonderful warm weather of Las Vegas is my friend Mary. How are you? Welcome back.
1: Hello. Thank you. I'm good. And it's oh, so cool. We're here. We're in the 70s. That's,
0: that's not cool. For that, people that,
1: out here, it is. Come on, now. Yeah,
0: that's that's similar. We're gonna get semi- to the
1: point where my weather is gonna be like people are wearing parkas. It is not parka weather.
0: So what does that happen, it's 65 degrees?
1: That it I, I think so. I, I apologize. We are at the 60s right now. My windows are open. It is just amazing for me. Um, so I think 50s, we'll start seeing the heavy winter jackets and then the 40s. And if we get to the 40s, we'll get parkas and all that. It'll be interesting.
0: Oh, by the way, I, I forgot to do sense. this because I, I know I mentioned it last week on the show, uh, and I, I did do it. I did wish you a happy birthday, and um, and I know that you were out partying. So I guess in order to make it official, because you celebrated your birthday now, we got it. <laughs> do- there we go. Woo! Got to get lit. Gotta use the air horn.
1: <laughs> I'm so glad that's on the radio not <laughs> That'll
0: wake you up if you if you were asleep. That woke you up. But uh, you know what so much has been going on the last couple of because I know a couple of weeks ago we weren't with everybody. Uh I was with everybody last Friday night, uh, for a shortened show. I think we did about half hour. He four people he put up with me for a half hour. Um <laughs> Some news have stayed the same. Tonight we'll kind of hit on those things. Uh, I will honestly tell you, this is kind of going to be like a potpourri night, um, and or as uh, some people I used to know say, potpourri. Uh, <laughs> 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 little potpourri, Hey, little girl. Hey, Sound, like hey, what is that? <laughs> Sound like Archie Bunker? Give me a little potpourri, over here. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, because there's so much that's been going on, and I'm trying not to. This is very hard, and I know some people are going to be tuning into this show, and you're going to say, "Hey, you know, if you're page one, how come you're not talking about the presidential election? How come you're not talking about uh, things that are going on with that?" I will tell you, <laughs> there's been so much. Uh, I don't want to be that show. And granted, yes, this is a show about current events. I will tell you, if you are looking for election news, uh, this is probably not going to be the place you're going to find it, at least tonight or next week or the week afterward. What I will say in regards to that is to, if you're in a place where you have to get your ballots in or if early voting has started, please exercise your right to vote. That's the only thing I will say about that, and I think that's pretty much even down the line. It's not left, it's not right, it's pretty much down the middle. Um, unless my, unless my wonderful friend wants to, I have no plans.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have no plans. <laughs> I was waiting for you to be like, and that's that. No, uh, no. Well, no, I was. Where but... Everyone has their own. I I want everyone to voice their um, whatever their decisions are, for whatever candidate they decide to do, I want you to vote. That is my only thing that I will say politically tonight. Please, please, please get out there and vote. Make your voices heard. Whatever your choice is, it's important. Regardless of whether or not somebody says it doesn't count, it does. In the long run, it does. It's important. And I cannot stress that enough.
0: Indeed. So, yes. Yeah, so if you were looking for that tonight, Sorry. Ain't yeah. happening. <laughs> um, now, if it's like news that here. probably affects us all because of something like that, maybe we might share. It might be a commentary, but other than that, I'm putting, I'm laying the gauntlet down now and telling you that if, uh, if you're calling about it, you probably won't get any feedback from us, and I will probably cut you off, <laughs> um, because it's it's. We're stressed enough. And one thing somebody had told me, and I've seen it, Um, one of my friends uh, was talking about just how tense people seem to be lately. And Mm -hmm. I told her, I said, well, it's almost like the perfect storm. You have an election year, a very tense presidential election year. People are still dealing with the... Uh, effects of COVID-19 on their life, whether it is uh, whether by their job or uh, family or, you know, uh, any other situation in regard, because everyone's been hit. I I don't care what Mm -hmm. job in everyone at some point has been affected by this. And Mm -hmm. the perfect storm also is other personal things that may be going on, health, uh, you know, your housing, anything. And you pair all three of those things in right now, I get it. And I'm hoping that if for those of you who are listening to this show on a weekly basis, because we don't add on to that added stress, I mean, we may talk about some things that may be good for you to know in regards to COVID, but we try not to go too much into it. But we hope it's like uh, escape (laughs) from what's going on. So now that I've got that out of the way, and as much as I hate to mention it, one thing that we did kind of talk about last week was with the NFL. And one of the things that we've been discussing for these last few weeks, and I don't know um, where this goes, Um, you know, with the football schedule, it kind of now or it soon will be what it is. And I'm not sure just how much more, you could move uh, schedules around or how much more you could move something cuz <laughs> at the rate that things are going and at the rate that things are uh, being moved around <laughs> you're about to see probably football on every night of the week at this given <laughs> at this at this rate uh, games that have been moved to Tuesday uh you know, Along with Thursday night games, Monday night games, Sunday, Sunday night games. They could do pretty much everything except Saturday because it's college football. Um, I don't know where this goes, but at this point, do you think, knowing what you know now, going into tonight, do you think that this season is either going to finish or if it will be delayed?
1: God, I, I would, mm, it's going to be delayed only because the NFL wants their Super Bowl. Um, I don't, unless they, unless they somehow speed up the schedule for playoffs, we're not getting the Super Bowl the first weekend of February, um, that first Sunday. If we do, then they're either dropping a week which doesn't make sense they're not going to do that or they're speeding up the playoff schedule so that instead of having a week between the um, conference finals and the super bowl they're going to put it like the conference finals on thursday and they have to play on sunday and i'm not happy with either of those choices (laughs) I'm, i'm really not happy with either of those choices because I think it's just it, and it sucks it sucks all the way around. I get it. I understand why there's the, the problems. but yeah, we're, I'm looking at the NFL as they're cashed out, like their, their existence, their owner's money that they're looking to do. people are still wanting for — I am chopping at the bit for Michigan to play. So I know how it feels. I am seriously, like, foaming at the mouth. And that's a college game. So, yeah, the NFL is going to extend the season or they're going to rush the – they're going to close the gap between the conference finals and the Super Bowl. Those are the only two things I can think that they're going to do now because we're running into a time crunch, and that's where the problem lies.
0: And I will tell you as of this evening, the latest that we have, Uh, especially with the New England Patriots, because they canceled practice today due to a positive COVID-19 test. Um, And they're awaiting confirmation on a second positive test. And they're going to place the reserve offensive lineman James Furetz on the reserve COVID-19 list, sources are telling ESPN. They're scheduled to host the Denver Broncos on Sunday. That game had been rescheduled for week five uh, after Patriots starting defensive tackle uh, Byron Court Tested positive two days before kickoff. As of now, an NFL source is saying that all NFL games for this week remain on schedule. But of course, uh, things change. Uh, there's actually been calls for uh, even people saying, "Hey, you know, even if you got players who are just sick, and it's and even if they're negative, isolate them." Because at this point we can't afford to lose any more time, and there's been talk of NFL extending out the week-by-season to a week 18. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: What would go away would be that bye week between uh, the last the playoff games, the semifinals, and the conference championship games, and it would go straight from that to the conference championship, with the Super Bowl still being on pace to play when it's. Schedule to. I, I don't... <laughs> it, it's, it's kind of... But if you notice where it's happening, this is like the second time for New England, and I was like, well, you know, the second time we've had a hold-up on this stuff. So... And I know some people may not get the symptoms until maybe a few days after. And then I know that people are still kind of sore about what happened with Tennessee, feeling that they kind of, you know, recklessly... Uh, had put a hold on some things for the season. And some people were even talking about uh, maybe punishing them by way of a forfeit, which the NFL is never going to do. NFL is never going to do a forfeit unless it was just like last possible thing that they had to do. And even then they don't want to do that because now we're talking Mm -hmm. about money. And, You know, it brings to mind college football because I'm pretty sure you heard about some of the cancellations of those games this weekend, uh, including Florida, where their coach wanted a full stadium to capacity since Florida's governor Uh said, hey, you can now do that. And players came down with COVID. Um, I I, I don't know, because I was like, even with college football, Say if, heaven forbid, Big Ten season starts, someone has an outbreak, what do you do?
1: I mean, I haven't heard anything exactly. official
0: as to if that's a forfeit. What do you oh, do? Oh,
1: yeah, no, I exactly. What do you do? And then, I mean, for college, it's even worse because it's, we're looking at multiple, um, I was going to say leads, but... Basically, conferences, multiple conferences, all trying to get into bowl games, that they're trying to rearrange the bowl games. And there's so many things going on. There's so many moving parts with the college, with Big Ten, with SEC, with, because SEC's been playing, whereas Big Ten hasn't. Whereas the, what, the, the Mountain West, it, it just there's so many different things that are in different levels. Um, that's a whole mess on its own. Whereas the NFL, at least they've been trying to keep it pretty consistent and trying to make up those games and trying to keep it like, hey, we've been, these are our weeks and these are our games and how? how, how, There's no, there's no right answer because you're not going to make everybody happy. But I don't think, I don't what the bottom line is. I don't think that the NFL is going to give up their Super Bowl. They're not going to give up that amount of money they're not going to give up the playoffs. They're not going to give up that kind of money. And if they can, they're not going to give up any of the weekly games because even with empty stadiums, they're still making money.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's going to be pretty much a wait-and-see uh, approach here because as we get deeper into the season, like I said, a lot of these teams are not going to have bye weeks anymore. And do you, you know, delay games by a few days? Uh, do you even maybe think about doing so if a team was going to play or scheduled to play on Sunday and you find out a couple of days before, do you hold off those games until the following maybe Friday or do doubleheaders on Thursday? How do you do that? Uh, because you want the team to have time to get a couple of rounds of test in, um, and you need to get them to where they need to play Yeah, (laughs) it's almost almost like I'm kind of wishing how uh, they might have, and I I would not be surprised, though, if once we get to the playoffs, that there may be talk of those teams maybe even playing in one particular area. Um, Kind of what baseball has done with the championship series is where you're playing, you know, those Two rounds after that first round, all in one stadium, so that you're not going mm-hmm. anywhere, you're not traveling, you're just there. Or mm-hmm. how you do it, I would not be shocked. So
1: I wouldn't be shocked if they they did everything in that bubble, like if they said, "Okay, we know the teams that are in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and we're going to do uh, not necessarily the same bubble, kind of a uh, kind of like a playoff of what you're saying, but basically." The playoff week for one league goes here, and the other one goes there. And those are the, and then the Super Bowl is at the the final destination kind of thing. So there's only one team each traveling, instead of as many as that we gotcha. have during the playoffs. Right. Yeah, we'll see where that one goes.
0: Yeah. Um, I yeah. don't want to make it an entire hour about sports, but I kind of what while my brain is on it and why I thought about it. Uh, last Friday night, right before we left the air, uh, the Lakers um, finished out the NBA Finals. uh, Well, pretty much a couple of days later, but they finished out the NBA Finals uh, by defeating Miami. And I know where you know I'm going to go with this. Um, And I know how you feel. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, it left me a little bit, uh, it left me a tad, uh, what's the word I want to use here, um, reflective. Because, of course, anything that LeBron James does from a younger uh, generation will always be bought up comparisons to Michael Jordan. And, of course, you had people who felt that him winning uh, this title should submit his place as greatest of all time. And if you saw my take on it on Twitter, at NewscommentVTR, of course you know I said it doesn't. If anything, all it does at that point is maybe – talk about his place maybe among some of the greats. (laughs) Didn't say he was, because, of course, being here from Chicago, you're going to be like, well, you're from Chicago. You had a chance to watch Michael Jordan. And, of course, you're going to be a little biased. No. No. There's other players that I think come close to Michael. Bill Russell. um, Kareem. You know, there's a lot of other players who I think come closer. I just Don't think. And I'm not even talking about from a championship perspective. You say, hey, LeBron's been there ten times. He's only won four. Okay. Michael was six of six. Means nothing. I'm looking at the overall perspective of greatness. Because if you look at it, take away a Scottie Pippen who at times, through some finals, was hobbled by injury, especially in that last one. And the one player on whose shoulders it fell, even though he had a great supporting cast, which you probably are not a quarter of a century from now we're going to remember all of them, was Michael Jordan. Defensively, offensively, everywhere. So, has LeBron's winning of another title changed your mind about his place in NBA
1: history. <laughs> I was like, really? You're going to ask me that question. Come I'm on. I'm going out. to
0: ask it from a general perspective. I, I, I'm going to – does it – I know where you probably going, put him. Okay. Does it put him a little higher
1: uh-huh. up? But No, you're not going to put him at number one. No. 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 Okay. So I think for this era – see, this is, this is where I'm going with this. This era of <laughs> basketball – he is a very good player, one of the best. I would have loved to see Kobe go for a few more years, unfortunately. We didn't get that. Um, that would have been great. It would have been fun to watch for this era. Kobe was one of those um, players that bridged the gap between Michael and mm-hmm. LeBron. Yeah. And I think that LeBron is a completely different type of player than Michael, overall, in all history kind of thing, no, he's not number one. And if I'm just going by stats alone, I'm 40% on championships that he's been part of. 40%, that's failing, dude. That's, that's, you've got four rings, like okay, 10 championships. Easy math. I'm a mathist. What did you call me in the other night? The mathist?
0: So I'm going to stop Math- here. So, what you're basing yeah, yeah. it on, first of all, you're going to base it on titles and how many times you want it and how many times you had a chance.
1: No, I'm saying that's the, most, that's, the, that's the biggest thing that people do look at. That's the biggest thing that people do look at. Other stats, gotcha. LeBron is better than Michael. And there are other stats where LeBron has surpassed Michael. I'm not, about to, I'm not about to sit here and say that Michael is the best in every aspect of basketball. Overall, though, I still think that Michael Jordan of the early 90s would not only kick LeBron James' behind up and down the court and twice on Sunday, that he would do it with a smile on his face and one shoe off. Like, I mean, he was not much better for his era of basketball, and for all basketball. I mean, he really put basketball back on the map for a lot of people. And I'm not saying just in Chicago. I mean, worldwide. It really brought basketball back into focus. Um, there was a very long time that basketball was, yes, yes basketball something to do, something to do on the offseason between football and baseball. You know, that's how people look at it sometimes. And I I think that Michael did a lot to bring that to the forefront. He was a superstar. He was his own person. It wasn't the Lakers. It wasn't the Celtics. It wasn't the – it was Michael Flick – you know, Michael Jordan. I stopped myself. Michael Jordan. It was an individual, not a team. It wasn't a group of people, Michael Jordan. So I think there's a lot of things there that that Michael did for the sport, for himself, for the world – that still put him higher, and he is number one on my list, but higher on the list of all time, than LeBron. LeBron has come up a little bit because he has gotten better. But I still think there's still a lot there that attitude-wise, he's riding on the coach. It's a watered-down league. It's, there, there's so many things going on that I think LeBron is not getting as much I don't know that LeBron gets as much respect from me in those areas because he's, because there's not as much there to compare. Does that make sense? just mm-hmm. trying to. So, yeah. yes, he does raise up a little bit. He's not like, not that he was before, but he's not number 10, in my top 10 a week. But he's not number one. And I don't care what these bully young rippersnappers are talking about. I'd like to put Michael Jordan on the court. From the early '90s against LeBron James at his prime, because he's not—he's not, he's not a young pup anymore—and see that Duke that battle it out, and I'm—I'm I'm telling you, I've been on Michael Jordan every day of the week, every day of the week. I—I—I I, kind of feeling the so, It was, you
0: know, and that's the thing I think that aggravates me more often, and I, and I get it because younger people who did not have a chance to see Michael Jordan play who were born after that and pretty much grew up in this era of this new NBA. Um, I would tell you to do your homework <gasps> and to please watch um, watch film, watch uh, when those games come on cable or on uh, NBA TV um Do your research and watch, and I think that after a while, even you, and like I said, this is not belittling LeBron because I think what he's doing right now is something that you won't see again for Mm a little bit. We'll see, and like I said, that's the one thing I think that people tend to forget. We're not downgrading it. It's just that, hey, while you're saying this, think about somebody else that was probably a little bit greater. You know, and mm-hmm. he is going to be a great player in his own right because when all is said and done, people are going to remember, uh, you mm-hmm. know, series against Golden State where they came from behind and won the last two games, or when he took a Cleveland team that pretty much was uh, not the last
1: place team, and everywhere I could beat him by yeah. myself.
0: Yeah, and even the year he took the Cleveland team that got swept. That team had no business being there. The only reason they got there was because of him. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I I would say that um, if anyone comes across to you hasn't done their research and they tell you that LeBron James is the greatest of all time, don't
1: believe in? Oh, great question. movie. Um, uh, <laughs> no, it, it, you're absolutely correct, and that's just it. Do watch the old and watch the actual games. Watch the historical games, and I'm not saying just the Bulls. Watch the Seventy Sixers. Watch the Nets. Watch the Watch the Celtics. Like get into and dig into some of those older games, and you'll see where I'm looking at. Like, there's so much difference between the '70s and the 80s basketball that was played, and then the 90s basketball play, playing that, um, that Michael Jordan brought to the forefront to now. There's so many different aspects to all of those, those different eras of games. And that's where you have to make those decisions on what he, you, you know, like, yeah, he's great. Could he, have, could he have put up against Kareem? Could he have played against Bird? Could he have – you know, I'm saying, like, there's, there's lots of things that you could – could he have put up against Michael? Like, would these would still stand up? And if you could still argue that those – that he can stand up against those big names, then you have my respect. But right now, it's just, oh, yeah, but come on. Yeah, well, come on. Yep. I need more than that. Oh, yes.
0: Um, no commentary tonight. But I will give you a little preview of what's coming up. I told Mary about something this week that literally incensed her. And if you thought that you heard my two minute rants at times on this show, wait till I bring it up again tonight. That's coming up (laughs) in mere minutes. First, you're listening. Oh, before I even go to uh, the sweeper here, just a reminder. This weekend is International Day for the Eradication of Poverty. Uh, If you don't know what that is, it's the international observance that's celebrated each year on October 17th throughout the world. The first commemoration of the event took place in Paris, France in 1987 when 100,000 people gathered on the Human Rights and Liberties Plaza at the Trocadero to honor victims of poverty, hunger, violence, and fear at the unveiling of a commemorative stone by Joseph Rosinski, who was founder of the international movement ATD Fourth World. And in 1992, four years after his death, the United Nations officially designated October 17th as International Day for the Eradication of Poverty. The text engraved on that original commemorative stone definitely is one to remember, and it says that wherever men and women are condemned to live in extreme poverty, human rights are violated. To come together to ensure that these rights be respected is our solemn duty. So the next time when one who is less fortunate uh, is brown, uh take time out to help a little bit and be a good neighbor. We'll be right back in a second here on Page One. You're listening to Page One with Lavar and Mary on Block Talk Radio, your source for all the current topics and news you need to know. Here's Lavar and Mary. And we're quickly rolling along on this. Edition of page one, LeVar, along with Mary. And I got to tell you, uh, Mary and I talk pretty much every night. And I brought up a story that upset her to no end. Um, Because, well, it came on the half of another story. And it involves changing a packaging of foods. And we've talked about this here in the past on this show. We know that ancient Jemima will be changed. We know that other things will be changed. This week uh, it was announced that the Eskimo Pie has decided on a new name three months after it acknowledged its original name was offensive towards native Arctic communities. Beginning in early 2021, the chocolate-covered vanilla ice cream bar will will now be known as Edie's Pie, which is a nod to one of the company's founders, Joseph Edie. It also is a familiar name to many because its maker, Dryers Grand Ice Cream, markets food under the Edie's name on the U.S. East Coast. And the name Eskimo has long been used by non-Native groups to refer collectively to uh, Inuit and Yupik people. I hope I got that pronounced correctly, according to the Alaska Native Language Center at the University of Alaska. It says that this name is considered derogatory uh, in many other places because it was given uh, by non Inuit people and was said to mean eater of raw meat. Uh, linguists also say that the word has another origin based on a word meaning to net snowshoes. The language center uh, mentions that on its website and they said that their mission is to bring joy to everyday life with ice cream. They look forward to their Edie's Pie ice cream bars continuing to do just that. Uh, they also had paused production of the Eskimo Pie until the new brand rolls out. And it follows that of Nestle uh, overhauling Aunt jemima uh bins. and then when I told her they are also changing cream of wheat, she went nuclear
1: I was on nuclear i went I went wild. I will say that i did go I did go a little over <laughs> it was awful it's awful do you need more? More lead-in. <laughs> you know,
0: and we've talked about this in the past on this show because the thing is is that I get it. If the Eskimo pie name, even though it's been around for God knows how many years, if it is offensive and if it means that, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. I am also for the Aunt Jemima because of the racial connotation. Uncle Ben's mm-hmm. I was actually I will tell you I will honestly tell you that I did not know that the Uncle Ben's uh, because I guess you know your your mind is so uh, you know I guess there's so many impressions in the brain and you, you see these things on the store shelf I will honestly tell you as a black person I did not know the history behind Uncle Ben's I've yet to see though And I guess I have to do my research. This is one of those things, but I've yet to see it about cream of wheat. And even a few days later after reading that, I still don't know. And I don't know if I should be embarrassed because I don't know. Um, I I mean, I didn't see anything wrong with cream of wheat.
1: Did you? Well, let's, let's back up. They're not changing the name of cream of wheat. Which was the first thing I got mad about? Changing the packaging. They're changing up the packaging because the package yes. on uh, the packaging apparently, which I didn't even notice, because the point of the package was the big words that said "cream of wheat." I'm going to go off again. I know I am, and I'm sorry to anyone that this bothers because I'm I'm going off. The package says "cream of wheat." That is the point of the package. But apparently on the package, which I did not realize until recently because I do have some cream of wheat in my cupboard, so I did look at it, has a gentleman in a chest costume that happens to be African American. It has a black guy in a chest costume on it. I obviously did not look at the guy on the thing and said, ooh, I should buy this because it has a guy on it. No, I bought it because it's cream of freaking wheat. And I like drink of wheat. I like eating cream of wheat. That's what it is. Like, oh, it drives me insane. It's like, okay, you're going to take that off. Then you need to take the freaking Quaker off of Quaker Oats. I'm just saying. If we're going to go all out, like if we're throwing it all in there, let's throw it all in there. Kiko men, they got some Asian letters on that damn, that on that label. They need to take that off, that soy sauce. How dare you? Manchurian ramen, they've got a little smiley face in one of the letters. Take that out of there. It's the best. I'm like, where does the line get drawn on this? You are changing it for change's sake. It's a chef. And you know what? As a chef, that's a hard business to get – that's a hard place to get to. Not a sous chef, not a line chef, not a cook, a freaking chef. You have to work your way through all of that to get to the point of where people call you chef. And, my God, I would think that a black person – An Asian person, a white person, an Indian person, a Native American person, an Inuit person would be really, 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 really happy if they got to be called chef because that's important. And here I am going nuclear again. It's cream of wheat. I just don't understand it, people. (laughs) Sorry. It's awful. The package is about the and product. It's not about the guy. And I, I don't know how that's offensive. I didn't even notice.
0: And, and actually, it's based honest. on a real chef, Frank White. So, um,
1: so wait, 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 time out! Did you just say his name was Frank White?
0: Yeah, that so, was the gentleman's name. So we name. have a yeah, black I'm, chef. I, I'm reading with it last
1: name White, on a box of cream of wheat mm-hmm. that nobody noticed anyway. What is yeah, it, what, uh, why Wow! Well, sh- like my ago. brain is going to explode.
0: According to cream of wheat. The Black Chef that has appeared on its packaging for over 100 years is based on Chicago Master Chef Frank L. White. Um, due to backlash for consumers who found the depiction of white in the brand's original logo offensive, that's why it is being replaced. I'm
1: sorry, a Master Chef? That's even bigger. That's like I, a Michelin I know. star. That's the difference between a three star and a four star restaurant in Paris. My God, come on. What? I oh oh people, people. This is when we start catering to the minority instead of the majority and it just really just drives me up the drives me up the wall. The guy with a master chef is a depiction of a master chef on a box of wheat that you throw into water and it swells up and you eat it for breakfast.
0: Now, I'm, really? Yeah. Now, I'm also going through here, and I'm looking at something. There's an article from Business Insider, and uh, a while back, they—this is back in 2011. Now, I want to remind you how long this has been. In 2011, there is an article here from Business Insider about 12 uncomfortably racist vintage brand mascots. Uh, Aunt Jemima was one of them. Uh, the other one was Cream of Wheat. Uh, and they were saying that the reason uh, why there was an issue was because the smiling chef gave across the uh, it gave across a perception that the person was childlike and uneducated, which is why they have an issue with it. Um,
1: There's Quaker Oats on there because the guy's smiling and it makes me cringe because he's a Quaker and Quaker is a religion. And I don't follow that religion.
0: Well, the original cream of wheat had a person on there by the name of Rostus. And it's been widely considered a, a pre-droid of term associated with black men. And no, advertised mm-hmm. as first part of the 20th century, the smiling chef is depicted as childlike and uneducated. Um, they changed it up without the saying because the original one has this chef, not the current one that you kind of, well, it's kind of almost the current one that you see, but he's holding up a sign, and I will quote what it says in the sign. It says, Maybe cream of wheat ain't got no vitamins. I don't know what them things is. If they's bugs, they ain't none in cream of wheat, but she's so good to eat and cheap. Cost about one cent fo, FO, a great big dish. That I see. If that was
1: still on oh, yeah.
0: would have been removed. Um,
1: yeah, that I agree with. But that's for more of the grammar and all of that. That's that I agree with. hundred yeah. percent agree with. Yeah, that were for,
0: But the current uh incarnation of the chef that's on there, and if it is based off Frank L. White, I don't see honestly anything wrong with it. I don't. Well, well yeah, um,
1: there's I think we should take all people off of all the packaging then. Quaker oats. Well, here's another thing. The
0: one was not guy from
1: a, Hardy, sorry. Yeah,
0: one was not another one. <laughs> Robertson's Gollywog from nineteen ten to two thousand one. It was popular in Europe. The mascot uh was pretty much I don't even know how to explain this, but it was it looked like a fuzzy ball that was black with big eyes and big lips. This was over in England. Eskimo Pie also was on that list. Uncle Ben's was also on that list. Miss Chiquita is on that list.
1: From the Chiquita's Bananas?
0: Yes. Mm.
1: Okay.
0: Um, the Chief Wahoo of the Cleveland Indians was on that list. The restaurant, and I don't know how in the heck this got through, because I've seen commercials for it. It was a restaurant called Sambo's from 1957 to 1981. Don't know how that got through. Lucky from Lucky Charms, uh, the trademark leprechaun, which epitomizes one's Irish stereotype, has been the mascot of the popular cereal for almost forty years. Uh, The funny face drink mix. uh, There was, uh, in, uh, Lord forgive me, there was a name used for Native Americans and one that was called Chinese cherry, and you can only imagine what cherry looked like. Uh, Frito Bandito which was only used for four seasons. Uh, Crazy Horse Malt Liquor, which was around for nine years between 1992 to 2001. I don't remember that in college, but it was made by Stroh's, Uh, and it Hmm. depicted uh, a Native American uh, on the front of the bottle. Uh So, yes, those were some of the offensive ones.
1: So, the Lucky Charms one, I'm going to tell you right now, the Irish people aren't offended by the the, uh, the uh, leprechaun because they know it's a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's a cartoon.
0: Yeah. Uh, just
1: tell me. I'm telling you, we should get rid of Chef Boyardee because you know that guy probably isn't a chef. It's probably his first name, is chef. It's not actually a chef. It's Italian-Americans, man. They should be up in arms about Chef Boyardee. I just, I where do you draw the line? I guess it just comes down to where do you draw the line. I understand for Cream of Wheat to get rid of that sign and remake that that person to not be as point the out original that one. Was of as like blatant. Yeah, now, looking at the way original worse one than what currently way worse. Uh
0: The newer yeah. one, I don't have a problem with, and especially if it is after a person that was. Because here's the thing. I get the Auntie Mama. I get the Uncle Ben's. I get mm-hmm. any other ones. But the cream of wheat, mm-hmm. one, to me, it, it signifies something in which uh, I know they're doing it because they're just going to do one false swoop of anything that even remotely sniffs of maybe uh, offending people. But mm-hmm. the dangerous point to this is that in doing so, you will erase a lot of potential history and the rationale as to why that person was on there. Because if you are doing it based off of this chef, I think it's a great thing to have him somewhere on the packaging. And you could maybe perhaps put a little paragraph about him and his contribution and why. Somewhere on, why on yeah. It doesn't have to be on the front.
1: Wait. Celebrate that. A master chef? That's insane. I can't be a master chef. I burn eggs. This is what I'm talking about. Like, I don't burn eggs, by the way. But just, <laughs> I, it takes. Yeah, right. The only kind of, the only thing I could cook is water. Um, the, the, <laughs> I'm sorry. It, it takes a lot of time and dedication and prowess and education. To be a master chef, it takes a lot just to be a regular chef. Forget that. Like, a master chef? This guy, I- I'm sorry, I don't know why you would want to take him off your packaging as a master chef. I would think you'd want to celebrate that more. Like, bring that to the for- forefront. to my I get it. I'm all on. I'm all bo- on board with that one. Miss um, Butterworth is a little, uh, uh, Uncle Ben's. now that I know what it means, Absolutely but I didn't even know what it meant before. And that's my ignorance. I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going to claim that that's my ignorance. But this, this is the takeoff. If you do this, then any person that is a spokesperson for something else, the guy from the KFC guy, Colonel Sanders needs to come off of stuff. Uh, the Quaker Oats guy needs to come off of stuff. Cause that's a heavily religious icon. Um, their, the guy, Chef Boyardee guy needs to come off because I'm sorry. I'm related to some Italian people, and I find that offensive. I'm being sarcastic, by the way, if you can't hear it over the radio. But that's what I'm saying. Like, where is that line? You're going to have to basically rebrand every single thing. The fruit loops too can. Take them off. I don't like birds. Really? That's how ridiculous. I don't like Tony the Tiger because he's great. You know, like, come on. Like that's the thing you know what' it, because I'm not a tiger.
0: I didn't think about it today, and actually, while we're talking about food items and things that were kind of wrong, uh it was announced uh earlier today that the coca cola company is calling it quits on making tab um,
1: they still make tab yes.
0: It can still be found in some markets. You're one of those people. You're one of the people. You're the reason why it's now going off the market. But Coca-Cola is taking their beloved diet soda off the market, and the few Americans continuing to buy it decades after the saccharin sweetened sodas' popularity waned will soon have to savor their final sips. Uh, they are uh, doing that along with. It says here. The Beverage Giant announced on Thursday it is continuing, or it should be discontinuing, tab, along with other underperforming drinks. Zico Coconut Water. Uh, I guess that was not going off the market, too. Nobody talked about that. Just Nobody cared. Oh, I Uh, tried it once. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, that's going off the market as well. Um, And it says it's going to cut more than half of its 500 brands, so we have no idea what else is going to be down the uh, pipe. But it was the first diet soft drink. Introduced in 1963, and in the following years became an icon of sorts. But sales started to slide after Diet Coke was introduced in 1982. And if you remember the commercials for TAP, I remember those when somebody had mentioned it today. Uh, You recall, especially well in the 70s, because I wasn't around then, uh, if you recall, uh, they said it was a guy at a beach and a woman, and it said something like, uh, the best way to be on his mind, drink TAP, which was pretty much insinuating, hey, if you want to be remembered by that guy, stay thin, drink our diet drink. And then I remember in the 80s they had this bottle shaped like a woman where it was like big on the top, small in the middle, and at the bottom, you know, it it leveled out, and that was tapped. And if that wasn't a Don Draper, Draper uh, Mad Madman type of, like, advertising, you know, I was like, wow, yeah, that was kind of, like, horrible – yeah, it's telling people, hey, it's it was more focused toward women and it was like, hey, stay thin, drink our diet tab. Mm-hmm. Which stuff like that, yeah. You gotta like advertise that would never fly. I mean you saw what they did to Peloton when they did <laughs> that advertisement. Yeah,
1: get her get her this for Christmas.
0: Right. So Yeah, yeah that was awful. Not a good choice. Uh really quick uh, I wanted to uh go through uh what's kind of trending uh at the moment. Um I guess a few minutes ago, uh, I saw Will Smith trending. I'm like, where's Will Smith trending? But Will Smith of the Dodgers who hit a three one home run giving the Dodgers a four to two lead.
1: Uh Will Smith. Yeah, wrong
0: wrong one. Uh, of course, the Tampa Bay Rays lost this evening, if you saw that one. It now goes to their game seven against the Astros on Sunday. Um, and hopefully then, there won't
1: be any trash cans.
0: Yeah, hopefully not. <laughs>
1: um, and then
0: also, um, I guess there is well a bunch of things from that game. Friday night SmackDown, the season premiere was tonight. That's trending. Um Pretty much that, besides politics, are the major things that are trending out there tonight. Um, and I'll leave it at that. Fresh Prince was trending, which I think people uh, are calling Will Smith with the Dodgers Fresh Prince. So <laughs> that's kind of funny. Actually, and I know uh, you will hate it. But Mr. Rogers was also trending yesterday for a while, actually into this <laughs> morning, because of remarks that were made by the White House about Joe Biden, uh, relating to him as Mr. Rogers. And of course, you know, every Mr. Rogers fan took offense to that and had Mr. Rogers trending last night for a short time. Um, <laughs> that is,
1: I would have well, helped. That's that's. You don't don't don't. There's only one creepy Mr. Rogers.
0: Yeah, but don't mess with Mr. Rogers because you will get everybody coming out of the woodwork and pretty much hanging out (laughs) on you.
1: Um,
0: I will also remind you, um, while my brain is on it because I don't want to forget this, I will be back with all of you on Sunday night. Uh, Every once in a blue moon here, we do a special with PLM. And this Sunday night, 9 o'clock Eastern time, 8 o'clock Central, Uh, I will be here with DJ FX as we will have an interview with actor, writer, producer James Goodwin. It's going to be good. Uh, This gentleman has uh, been in acting for a little bit, grew up in New York. Uh, I had a chance to talk with him this week. Our conversation probably went as long as the show is going to go on Sunday night. And I don't know if we're going to fit everything in. That's my worry. Uh, He has such a history Uh, And he's been uh, in a lot of different movies and projects. And if uh, actually a couple of the movies he's been in this week have been on TV, which is New Jack City, Juice. He's been in those. He's actually in one scene where it's a pivotal scene. He'll talk about that on Sunday night. And he talked about so many different things and people that is a who's who of the acting world, including, and I'm not sure if he's going to tell the story because I don't want to give it away of one particular well known actor who he grew up with and who they both hate each other with a passion and they had to act together in a movie major movie <laughs> so it's it's a hilarious story, but Sunday night, James L. Goodwin joins us for a spontaneous radio online exclusive interview nine o'clock eastern time eight o'clock central, so make sure that you were listening to that. I will tell you, I had another story tonight. I'm going to save it. Um, I don't think that we could probably get through it in the next few minutes, (laughs) Um, (laughs) unless you want to, because I think I know how your reaction is probably going to be to it. Um, Mm -hmm. The story in itself, uh, because I know everywhere, everyone, we talked about it earlier. Um, No, you know what? I'm going to put that on a cliffhanger. I won't. I won't go through that story. (laughs) Um, But I I will say this. It has something to do with, uh, and I'm going to give you a week to think about it, because it actually does have something to do uh, with kids in school right now and how uh, I know here in Chicago they have actually now petitioned to shorten the class day and homework during remote learning, citing headache stress and too much screen time. Uh, one student said that she was getting headaches, feeling stressed, and struggling to finish her schoolwork early enough to hang out with her family before bedtime. So last week she started an online petition to shorten the virtual school day. And uh, she was saying that COVID's been stressful time for all. Online school adds to that like it was a, a additional thing that you shouldn't have already had. Um, but I, I will not probably talk in full about it tonight I'm going to give you a week to think about that, and we'll talk about it next week. Uh, Because kids are only in school between 8 and 3. And they sit off in late into the evening to finish homework. I mean, I get it, but that's the only thing you got right now. And I don't know if I'm being too harsh and thinking about that. Because if you can stick your head down the phone for two, three hours straight, I don't think it's going to hurt you to try and learn something between 8 and 3. just my opinion. You,
1: you're giving think, me a week to think about it, so I'm not going to say anything right now.
0: I'm going to give you a week to think about it. Um, <laughs> but I would love to know your opinion next week. And I guess any other thing I would say tonight, because we actually have a couple of minutes. Um, do you, I'm going to, for one last story here, do you want to hear about, uh um, a piece of your childhood history on the auction block, or do you want to hear about a special face mask? I'm going to give you that uh, pick here. you got 20
1: seconds. Um,
0: uh, auction, auction block. Auction block. Okay.
1: Give, so, me, my, give me my
0: nostalgia. <laughs> uh, sure, we'll, we'll give you your nostalgia. So there is uh, Auction House Profiles in History announced this week that a 6-inch tall Rudolph and 11-inch tall Santa used to animate the 1964 TV special are being sold together in an auction that will start on November 13th, and it's expected to fetch between $150,000 to $250,000. It was used in the The beloved stop-motion animation Christmas special Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Uh, They said they might be the only items. uh, One of the collectors, he said he thought it might be the only item he would never sell. But when he recently turned 65, he thought about having something to leave for his children and grandchildren. And the figures were made by Japanese puppet maker Ichiro Komuro and used for the filming of the show at the production in Tokyo. They're made of wood, wire, cloth, and leather. Rudolph's nose, after some minimal maintenance through the year, still lights up. And the realistic bristles of Sandal's beard are made from yak hair. Um, he bought them about 15 years ago after seeing them appraised on Antiques Roadshow. So the figures, yes, are still around and they look awesome. How old oh, that make I mean it, that's pretty awesome that they're still like intact like that. I don't even know if Okay.
1: 150- I thought they were claymation. I didn't realize they were wood. Yeah. I thought yeah. I thought they were I thought they yeah, wooden wire. I thought they were claymation. I thought they were clay. And that's why I was like whoop!
0: You're yeah, crazy. it was used to animate that's, a TV that's special. Insane.
1: Yeah. That's Which insane. Is... It's one of the ones that I don't like watching. <laughs> really? <laughs> I I watch it under duress. I just stop motion from back then. Just there's something very um you know like the creepy dolls from like Chucky. <laughs> 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 it's it's like very horror movie for me. Like it's that weird, like very. It's because it's not it's not very flowing. It's very rigid, and I I understand why it's rigid. It's stop motion. But yeah, animation and that back kind of stuff just like
0: uh, J C Penny catalogs. I always wanted every year. I wanted a um, either a Charlie McCarthy or um, Lester Ventriloquist doll. And I don't know why my parents never got that, but, like, in hindsight, I was like, maybe the doll freaked them out. <laughs> you <see? laughs> this, this,
1: this, this, I collected China dolls. I collected China dolls and had them in my room for a very long time, and then one day it was just like, oh, my God, these are all watching me. And it freaked me out. I just That's one of the ones, that's one of the movies. And I know it's a beloved movie, and I actually do still watch it, but it's kind of cringy for me. It's it's very not it does it doesn't flow it's not very fluid it's it's very it's very um it's rough I I, I don't know how else to put it but yeah it just it's very cringy but that's uh, still insane that they're still around I thought it was clay
0: yep yep it was made of that but uh, it's a piece of your childhood right there and uh, yeah we'll that see, is I guess we'll we'll see how much it actually will get but before we go. I know the clock on the wall is saying we're running a little short of time, but do you have any shout-outs this week?
1: Um, happy birthday to all the October birthdays. Y'all are awesome because I know. Cause, hello, October birthday. <laughs> um, totally awesome about that. Um, especially Owen, who just turned five, and um, a friend of mine who just became a grandpa um, right after my birthday. And when I mean right after, I mean, like, at 1 o'clock. I am like, shouldn't I have had him an hour earlier? Come on. Right. Um, so, <laughs> come on. Um, so congratulations to them. And then um, when uh, the California raisins go up for auction, I get first six.
0: <laughs> I'm going to, like, put a bunch of raisins together and probably, like, uh, <laughs> I'm going to sell them off of the I California
1: heard. raisins. Oh, come on. That was a great one.
0: We'll be on the lookout for it. <laughs> if anybody out there has them, let us know. We'll try and, like, make you an offer. <laughs> well, it was good to have you back this week, my friend. And uh, for all of you who have tuned in, thank you so much for tuning in. I will see you on Sunday night. And then, of course, Mary and I will see you back here next Friday night for another edition of Page One. And as always, be kind to each other. Have a good week, and thank you for listening. Bye. Thanks for listening to Page One. Don't forget to get the latest show info on Twitter at News Comment BTR and add us as a podcast on Apple.